0: Here we go. Welcome to the Nose Becky podcast. The podcast where we talk about every Taylor Swift song. In detail. In chronological order. I'm Maddie. I'm Shelby. And today we're talking about Picture to Burn. Yes. Still working our way through debut. So we thought we'd open up with, I guess, the hot take, controversial take about um, a particular line.
1: In yes. The song. A line that was present in the original version of the song. The original, original
0: Back in ye olden days.
1: <laughs> yes. Um which I guess if you're a new Swifty you might not even know that it was even mm-hmm. well, in I the fer- song. I forget about it. Yeah. I forget about it because like you don't hear it anymore because of what went down, but...
0: I think it trended on TikTok for a hot minute, because there was, um, at one point there was a TikTok trend where it's like, I'm obsessive and crazy, that's fine, and then there's like a big pause. And so then the original line back yonder was, I'm obsessive and crazy, that's fine, I'll tell mine you're gay.
1: Yeah, because it's basically like in the song she's uh, like, you'll tell your friends I'm obsessive and crazy, that's fine, I'll tell mine you're gay. Which, yeah, yeah understand why it's controversial, like... Not the nicest thing to say. No, and especially in 2023, like, not acceptable.
0: No, nobody would say that today.
1: I get it. However, one of my things with that is I'm not excusing it. Let me start with that. I'm not excusing it. Trying not to
0: be Taylor Apologist here.
1: Yeah, I'm not excusing it. It never should have happened. It never should have even made it to recording. It's terrible. Yada yada. For context it was 2006.
0: Everybody said it. And And I don't want want to say, like, everybody said it, but, like,
1: it was, it was, you heard it more. It was the big insult of that year. Like, I was in middle school. I was in seventh grade. Mm -hmm. Everybody said it. Again, not excusing it. No one should have been saying it. Mm -hmm. However, just for context, it was the big insult of that year, uh, especially amongst middle schoolers and high schoolers, which Taylor Swift was. Mm -hmm. So, I understand why it was in the song in the first place. That being said, her co-writers, her company, all of that. There were other adults Some of the involved. adults involved in this should have noticed it, and been like, should have picked mm, it out, been like, it? maybe we should change this line. It could be offensive, blah, 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 and all of that. But, I mean, either way, it made its way into production of the first press of the CDs. When that, not even but when the song became a single, it was noticed when the CD first came out, um, when her first drop of the album came out. People from the LGBT community, like, basically called her out on it and were like, hey, this is offensive. We don't appreciate this and everything. I don't remember exactly what was mm-hmm. said. Um, as far as I know, they were just like, hey, this trying to be exactly educational about it because she was young and they were like, Hey, just to let you know, this is offensive and blah blah blah. And when they got that feedback about it, they immediately like halted production on the CDs mm-hmm. um, from further albums. They didn't recall any, which I understand with them being like a no-name company mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, it would be hard to do. It would mm-hmm. cost a lot of money to do that. So especially on a
0: debut album. For yeah, like, on a debut a
1: album small for. A no-name artist from a no-name company like I get why they wouldn't recall it would that have been the best choice yes but again mm-hmm. you kind of have to look at it from a business standpoint but yeah they halted production on further releases of the album they re-recorded it with a new line put out an apology that was basically like we didn't mean to be offensive um, all of this stuff and then all future releases of the album and the song have the new re-recording so you can literally only find that line if you have a first press of the CD Mm -hmm. which again she was a no-name artist from a no-name company and a country artist so like
0: even as someone who collects Taylor Swift out I don't have that one.
1: Yeah I have a first (laughs) press CD because I was one of those people who like I heard her the day she debuted and, like, fell in love and, like, went out the day the Mm -hmm. album dropped and bought it. And so, like, I have a first press CD, but even then, I don't listen to that version. Mm -hmm. Um, If I'm going to listen to the debut album, I listen to it on streaming, quite frankly, just because it's 2023, Mm -hmm. and I don't really listen to that uh, CD anymore, but um, also Picture to Burn is a classic song and I love <laughs> listening to it. And so right. <laughs> um, when I do choose to listen to that, I also have a second press version of mm-hmm. the CD. And so that's the one, if I'm going to listen to the CD version of Picture to Burn, that's the one that I choose, which I know that it doesn't affect like streaming and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but just for like personal morals and all of that. But yeah, so I think for, again, not excusing it, don't think it should have happened in the first place. But for it having had having it happen mm-hmm. at the time I think they handled it the best that they could with the
0: resources that they had. Mm-hmm. So just kinda of wanted to get that out of the way and like not brush it under the rug and like Yeah, oh, it didn't happen if-
1: Yeah. Acknowledging
0: it, but not...
1: Yeah, and kind of explain, like, why it might have happened and how it was handled and everything, so... A little swift history there for you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, for the song. Also, the new line is, um, you'll tell your friends I'm obsessive and crazy, uh, that's fine, you won't mind if I say...
0: By the way, I hate that old... Yeah,
1: by the way, and then it goes into the chorus, so,
0: yeah. all, All good, all smooth. Speaking of the line, the i hate that stupid old pickup truck you never let me drive so when this album came out in middle school at some point i think i don't know if we were in class and like suggesting songs or talking about music or something and somebody's like oh that taylor swift song stupid old pickup truck i'm like it's called picture to burn and they were very at it was like some crusty boy was (laughs) very adamant he's like it's called stupid Stupid old pickup truck i'm like first of all dumb name for a song
1: second of all second
0: of all that is definitely it. No. and he thought he was so right i'm like i have the album at home shut up
1: <laughs> you are incorrect
0: i've also always wanted to have a like picture to burn party where you like everybody brings in pictures of their exes and we like light it on fire have a little bonfire
1: that would be so fun i don't have any pictures of my ex because of reason
0: well i did i did i
1: would have to do some
0: heavy digging <laughs> I did go to um I think the last like singles Valentine's Day I've had in ten years. Right. That um we found out that they that day that Hooters was having a shred your ex deal where if I if love you that. came in with a picture printed out of you and your ex, you got like buy one get one free wings and me and my college friends were <laughs> gonna get done with class early that day, so we're like, Hey, let's print off pictures real quick off the school computers and then we'll go there and get wings. <laughs> And it was, like, one of the best Valentine's Days I've ever had. I so, love that. So, uh, highly recommend. Very therapeutic.
1: I have had, um, just, like, in college, because uh, I have, like, a fire pit in my backyard, I have gone through and, like, textbooks that, not the super expensive ones because that hurts my heart. <laughs> that's, um. That's a financial decision. You're right. <laughs> but, like, the workbooks and stuff that I can't use again and, like, mm-hmm. all of that, I have burned those and it's just therapeutic.
0: <laughs> Yes. I will also say, this was very, like, the crazy X time period, because I also think of the song, like, Thanks for the Memories by yeah. Fall Out Boy, where it was just, like, subtle, like, F-you songs.
1: Right, yeah. And, like, I'm all for, like, just burning the bridge for getting your ex, moving on, blah, blah, blah. It's my
0: favorite.
1: <laughs> but I also am a petty bitch, so if I can burn a picture, I'm, I'm going to.
0: So if you ever need, like a little therapeutic moment maybe just you know print off some pictures so have a little bonfire have yourself a crazy taylor swift moment
1: yes be safe with it though yes (laughs) like don't just light your house on fire
0: so in each um song and the lyrics book up until we still didn't figure this out. maybe i know (laughs) for sure red i can't remember 1989 it's fine but uh the hidden message in this one is date nice boys yep great advice
1: Yes, um, advice that I did not take.
0: <laughs> we, she gave us that advice and we went LOLK, and then made poor decisions. It's, it's
1: fine, it's fine. Sometimes you gotta live and learn. It's fine.
0: This was also, um, the music video that she debuted, The Agency. Yeah. Which was, uh. Her band, which... Are they still considered the agency, then?
1: I don't think so, because I know they've all gone on to do, like, their own so things, essentially, at least the original members of it. I don't think they call her band, like, her touring band the agency anymore, though, because it doesn't have the original members. So,
0: backtrack. The agency, at the time, and I know for Fearless and Maybe Speak Now, I'm not sure, she referred to her band as the agency, yes. and while well, it has gone through you know different character changes and the drummers have changed and the yeah. backup singers and the violinists but she always considered those people her agency mm-hmm. for um, the first couple cool. tours and like shows
1: yeah and i think even when she re-recorded fearless she went mm-hmm. back and got a lot of them to help with the re-recording
0: mm-hmm. Because I think, because Paul Sidoni will get to, and we get to Fearless, that he does the backup vocals, at yeah. least on tour, I know for sure, for um, Love Story, and so I feel like he came back.
1: Well, um, yeah, and Paul Sidoti's always been with her. Mm-hmm. He's one of the one members who has, um, who hasn't changed.
0: He's her guitarist, and it's very cute if you go and look at, like, Reputation, the one that's on Netflix. He's the one in Love Story where, like, he's up there with the guitar. He has this little mullet. Yes. It's so cute.
1: He has his spiky mullet. He has had the same hairstyle for Forever. the last, like, 13 years, and I love him for it. And then,
0: um, I think... Was Amos part of the original agent? I
1: don't believe so. I okay. think Amos came in during Speak Now. Okay. But Amos is her um, bass player, but he's
0: also been around for a long time and he's yeah, at the very
1: least been around since Red, I know for sure. Yes. Um, but yeah, I don't believe he was part of the original iteration.
0: Yeah. But, but those yeah. are the two off the top of my head
1: that those pop are the off. two like most famous in her band, I guess mm-hmm. you would say.
0: As far as, like, who the fans know. But, um, in the picture of her music video, the agency plays, so kind of the premise of the video is her and her, actually, best friend at the time, Abigail, mm-hmm. red-headed Abigail, Abigail Anderson, who then also later appears in, uh, the 15 music video, and 15 was about kind of her story with yes. this other guy. Taylor and Abigail are, like, stalking outside of this ex's house, and they see, like, he's with some other girl, and so the agency, and so then... It's like Taylor goes into their house and destroys his stuff and things. And so the agency is in like their little black FBI suits and they go in and like help her like move his stuff and like shred things and tear things apart.
1: I think my favorite scene, and I don't even remember, it's one of the guys, but he like pulls out all the silverware and licks it all and puts it back <laughs> and I don't know why I love that scene it's just the way that he does it it's one of those is really so sassy things. and so and it's one of those things that I'm like that is so gross mm-hmm. and if anyone ever did that to me I would be
0: horrified. Yeah, but it's such a like it's so small and quick to do like it's one thing to, like you know because I also think of at the time the song by Carrie Underwood before he cheats where it's like I smashed yeah. your tires I like busted your car and this guy's like I'm gonna look the spoons. Right yeah
1: and I think it's also kind of a testament to like her age at the time of like this is the revenge mm-hmm. is like going in and like cutting up the pillow so there's feathers everywhere and like licking the silverware it's not even like it's yeah arson right like yeah it's like destroying property but it's not it's not like destroying your car mm-hmm. which cause... is expensive um so it's still that like angry female country artist mm-hmm. thing but it's a little bit more on the like young side
0: mm-hmm. but because um, it was released as a single so then after the album came out but it was february 3rd mm-hmm. of 2008 it was the fourth single on the album yeah and it was originally supposed to be the first single but I guess somewhere along the way they changed it
1: yeah I guess because we talked about it when we talked about Tim McGraw and how that was like a good PR move Mm -hmm. um for like name recognition and stuff so I wonder if that was why they ended up changing it from being the first single or if it was like she wrote picture to burn later and they were just like, this is it. This is the single. Blah, blah, blah.
0: Which I think it still would have been a good single because it was obviously very different at the time because mm-hmm. it was teenage heartbreak country music, which was kind of unheard of at the time because, again, it was the post 9-11, the I love my wife and beer and guns and trucks. Yeah. Yeah but i love that it you know still had like the little country like she has the thickest country accent in the i side. know <laughs> but that like there's still like you know the reference of like your redneck heartbreak and like your stupid old pickup truck it still has those yeah the little, like, and like if you come
1: accent. around again my daddy's going to make you sorry and blah 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 mm-hmm. so it's kind of the yeah it still got a lot of the country references to it even mm-hmm. just without her accent
0: but definitely sticks out as like it's different yeah Uh, But it was written about a former high school classmate and ex-boyfriend whose name was Jordan Alford. Uh, And they never had an established relationship, but I guess they were like, you know, when you're a teenager and you talk to people.
1: Yeah, you're in that talking phase.
0: (laughs) Yes. You never never date, you're talking. Yes. Uh, But he was a classmate at Hendersonville High School. He then broke up with Swift and dated a classmate named Chelsea, and they later ended up getting married. You know... Which also happened with, wasn't it Drew and Teardrops and My Guitar? That, I think like, so. Whoever they dated after Taylor, they ended up getting married. So, like, I don't know what she's doing.
1: Yeah, but... I don't think Drew and Taylor actually ever dated. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's what happened with him is that they ended up getting married later on. And so, you know, like, good for you. Glad you found the one in high school. Gross. <laughs> right. Um, but she said they never
0: actually dated. Taylor thought he was too cocky. <laughs> oh, and a narcissist, too. <laughs> and a
1: narcissist. But,
0: um,
1: I mean, it's a high school boy, aren't they all?
0: Yes. So I think we talked about this in previous episodes, maybe the kind of beginner for this album, that um, Taylor was going to school during the day, and then she would come in to write with Liz Rose, and Liz basically was like, I was just kind of the editor and helped her like gather her thoughts and things, and she said, with this song in particular, that a lot of the words, especially in the chorus, are like word for word... <coughs> me specifically what she said of like she'd come in she'd be like I hate a stupid pickup truck he doesn't let me drive it he's such a redneck oh my god yeah where it was a lot of like things that she was you know ranting and raving about that she put into the song so from an early early time she was taking very personal experiences and putting them into her songs Mm hmm where it's like she could have you know, not put in the line about the stupid old pickup truck and like it wouldn't have been as personal.
1: Yeah, and I think that's part of like why she... I know that Fearless was her like big break album, but even with debut, she was really popular. And so I think a lot of it has to do with how honest and how personable her songs were and how relatable. Because especially to like those of us who were in middle school and high school at the time it felt like our experiences. Mm -hmm. And it was something that even if you hadn't like dated a redneck asshole or whatever Mm -hmm. with a pickup pickup truck, truck. like you could be like, Yes, this guy that I was talking to never lets me I don't know, like whatever, but
0: whatever drama in middle school that was right.
1: And so it it just felt very honest. Mm
0: And you definitely like had a point in middle school where you're like you don't know what to do with your little teenage rage, and you're like I just need to like like in songs like this like kind of let you get that anger out of like yeah I should th- not that you actually should set stuff on fire <laughs> right but like you can channel it through a song
1: yes although I don't know setting a picture on fire isn't that bad
0: <laughs> just just be safe with fire
1: yes. I'm not condoning you lighting things on fire. I mean, uh, I'm also a... Have adult supervision if you are underage, okay?
0: <laughs> I love the line, my daddy's going to show you how sorry, sorry you'll be. <laughs> <Yeah>. Imagine if <laughs> you... Scott Swift. If you don't know Scott Swift, it's her dad. He's like an investment guy of some sort.
1: Yes. Very
0: like He works in like nerd. the
1: financial
0: world of some sort. World somehow. And his claim to fame as her dad, other than being her dad, is that still to this day, whenever he walks around, and he did this mostly. I I mostly found out about this like the first like couple of tours. He carries around guitar picks that because at the time and still now Taylor would like make guitar picks for each album. So like debut, they would like have her name on it. They'd have pictures from the album art in it, mm-hmm. and it very much fit the aesthetic of each album. And there was always a thing that she would come out with guitar picks. And he was carrying pocketfuls of them. And so when he would meet fans and they would recognize him, they'd all get guitar picks.
1: Yes. And now it's just, like, become a thing. Is that, like, if you're at a tour and you see Scott Swift, he will give you a guitar pick.
0: And apparently he, I don't remember, it was a couple years ago, like, she went to go visit her dad. And he still had, like, the silverware drawer, like, where you put, like, the knives. Yeah. It was just guitar
1: picks. I love that. Yeah, he's he's like still still has them from like every tour.
0: But so keep a big financial nerd kind of guy and just thinking about like, you're gonna be sorry with my dad. Right. Really?
1: And he's just like the biggest softy. every time you like see anything about him. It's so funny to imagine him being like, I'm here with my shotgun. Don't hurt my daughter. He is the least that type of man.
0: Where he's the kind of guy to be like, how's football going this season, buddy? Right. (laughs) Like, just very, like, all-American. Yeah. So, in the music video, the part where her and the band singing and there's, like, flames behind them and stuff. First of all, she said that, because the ground is very shiny and it it was very wet, she kept slipping. Yeah. But she was apparently so tall that um, (laughs) she has, like, these big thigh-high boots in them and her stylist had to custom make them because... She couldn't find boots tall enough for Taylor. Keep in mind, Taylor's, like, what, 5'11"? Yeah,
1: but they couldn't find them, like,
0: thigh-high for
1: her. They were all, like, knee-high.
0: But uh, they were made by the stylist on the team, who is Sandy Spika, is S-P-I-K-A who ended up marrying Scott Borchetta. Oh, okay. Um, and Taylor said she attached these magical leg creations to create a pair of platform stilettos, and those were the boots that she had in the music.
1: Nice. That's, to this day, like, one of my favorite outfits of hers is
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that one where she, like, had the hat and then took it off. Um,
0: of oh, the t- 2000s fedora.
1: Yes, the fedora with the sparkly guitar. <laughs> it
0: was, like... The iconic sparkly guitar.
1: I miss the sparkly guitar. He needs to bring it back. I miss that one in the koi fish yes, guitar. Yeah, the koi fish. Which funny. she did have in the Antihero music video,
0: but... I didn't notice that.
1: We'll have to watch it later.
0: Yeah. It's just a fun music video because, like... They have, like, during their little, like, where the band's playing on the takes, there's, like, big flame bursts behind them, and, like... Yeah, it's, it just, like,
1: is, sparks everywhere, and... Sparks flew.
0: It was, it was the Easter egg for Sparks Fly. <laughs> yes! Even though that was two albums later. Right. And she did not even know the guy then.
1: Right. <laughs> and Easter eggs weren't a thing. Not yet. Easter eggs have always been a thing. It's Taylor Swift.
0: She was born in 1989, and then there's the Easter egg <laughs> Right.
1: That's what, That was the first Easter egg. She was born. She was
0: born, and then it never ended. Right. And Swifties have lost sleep for decades. Yes. I think that's all the notes that I have for this. Yeah. Alrighty. So. Okay. We'll see you for the next song off of the debut album. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.